Hey guys, Steven and Zach here interrupting the beginning of this week's episode because we've got the biggest announcement you could imagine right now. That's it, guys. It's finally happened. The Steven's big pregnant. the big news. I am late. Steven's with child. I no, am late. No, but Steven, what is it really? Date. Tell all these people. Uh we get to have a little little chat with, with, with the one, the only Jeffrey Madeline Winger. It's Tobias, but Good try. Uh, yes, that, this is true. We, for real, Zach and Steven, two Yo, this nobodies. Is not a bit. For, no, two nobodies <laughs> from the middle of Indiana got to interview Joel McHale, Jeff Winger, the star of the show that we all love so much that we're all here because we love it. We got to have an awesome chat with him, and it will be next week's podcast. The men that you're about to listen to in today's podcast of Basic Rocket Science did not know that this was going to happen yet. No, did we? mere boys. They had yes. not yet had their uh, their extended yes. interview cherry popped yet. Yes, and it <laughs> and we had no idea. So all throughout this week's episode that you're about to hear, which is a good one, I'm glad you're tuning in, is going to have no mention of it. We're going to talk about next week's episode being messianic myths and ancient peoples. We recorded this before our winter break, and then all of a sudden during our winter break, three days before Christmas, boom, we were hanging out with Joel McHale. So, Papa Joel, we're letting you you know, next week is not going to be messianic myths and ancient peoples. It will be a full interview with the man, the myth, the legend, and the true gentleman, Joel McHale. I hope you're hyped for that, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Steven, what, do you have anything to add? Skiddly do. <laughs> All right, skiddly do, <laughs> indeed. Let's get started on this week's episode. Press play, you magnificent son of a bitch. Click. <laughs> Great job, let's go. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on another episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Before we get started today, let's just talk about a couple of the things that we have set up for you guys. Yeah, guys, feel free to send us your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your MVP from next week's episode over to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys and uh, have you stump us on some trivia. For the full Zach and Steven experience, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint for all of the fun shenanigans we get into off pod every week. Wax on, wax off pod. We're really thankful that you guys are listening to us, and I promise to keep whatever that was to a minimum. <laughs> now, I say let's kick off this week's podcast. What do you say, Stephen? Uh, blue skidoo, we can too, Zach. Let's dive in. All right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Glad we did two takes, Zach. You had a lot to work with there. Thrusters. Full. Thermal shield. On. Navigation. Three. Chicken. Yeah. Ready? Ready! Supper time. Let's just do it then. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We had a really great intro started, but then Steven said something very racially insensitive. Yeah. Not the first time, far from the last. So we're just going to start cold because that wasn't the way to do it welcome to the show everyone i hope you're having a great week this oh i didn't even say this as we were prepping this is going to be after the week after christmas yeah okay merry christmas right now comes out 
So Happy wherever Hanukkah. you are right now, it's recently after Christmas or whatever collection of holidays you've celebrated recently. I hope they were great. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas special last week. I hope it put a little bit of glee-spirited tinsel. I hope it really emotions. put a little bit of coal in your stocking. Oh, yeah. I hope you had fun. I hope you had a great holiday. And now we're back to the cold truths of reality. It's the last You Can't Disappoint a Podcast of 2020, people. What's yeah, up? Yeah, what a, what a year it's been. The end of our first year of podcasting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning if you of don't this know. year started very differently from how it ended. Yeah. Yeah, so it too. started and I was like, wow, I'm real hungover. And then... <laughs> A couple months passed, and next thing now I knew, I'm really I was really hungover. In... Yeah, <laughs> I uh, the first month of 2020 was my birthday, and then in February uh, we went on a huge vacation, and everything was looking good, and then everything went really crashing down. Yeah, but then the we Fire started Nation this podcast, attacked. and now we've been doing it for over half a year, and that's a pretty cool thing to end the year on and start the next one on. I say, yeah, that's nuts. We, it's been a learning experience, and sure, we still have nowhere but up to go. <laughs> I think it's it's safe to say that it's a good year capped off, a good year of podcasting. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's, Put a fork in it, it. bag this it, and tag year it, boys. Of content is ready to go. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm good. How are you, Zach? I'm good. We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Zach, and you guys have been podcasting in slow mo. Uh, I, constantly, uh, feels like it at least. Uh, I'm Stephen, and th- th- those aren't thumbs. I knew it. <laughs> Shout out as always to our community, Papa at Communities on Twitter. They're a great collection of fans and fan content and podcasts, and you should check it out if you haven't already on Twitter. Uh, I hope they're enjoying the Christmas gift that Stephen and I put in on together the audiobook of wesley snipes autobiography i hope you're liking it yeah i i i know he's maybe a little anti-government for you but you know he's he's gonna maybe he'll open your mind oh i hope your holidays were great we're back it's over now it's over now the year's it's almost over, over although i'm slightly uh concerned that it's not actually ever gonna end i think we're no. gonna come back next week and it'll just be 2020 still I saw this meme that was like me at, you know, 12:59 p.m. on New Year's Eve and then it's like the clock like changes and it's 13 1 2020 like it's the 13th month and I was like that'd be awful. It's weird not like that. that people attribute things to years because it's just a measurement of time, you know? It's not like 2021 is probably going to start the same that 2020 ends. It's going to be bad, too. Yeah. And it's not like it was that great before. It it certainly got worse. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to go but up from here, people, both on the podcast and in the world at large. This week, we're here to talk about the fourth episode of Season 2 of Community, a real... I don't know if it'd be in the Mount Rushmore of Community episodes, but it's sure in the... I don't know. What can we attribute a larger group of episodes to? A slightly larger group than Mount Rushmore. On the extra large deluxe pizza. It's certainly of the community. Uh, what's it called? The like of the unnamed soldier. Uh, the 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 a monument. 
Is it, like the or whatever tomb? the wall that has just names all over the wall. <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> like 9-11 died? tribute Memorial? of community episodes. There we go. This is the... I think it's like in a top 20 or 25. It's certainly. pretty freaking good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, it was directed at Basic Rocket Science. I don't know if I said the episode of it or the episode, the title of it or not. It was directed by the great Anthony Russo, and it's the first writing credit of Andy Bobro, who has eight writing credits throughout the series. He wrote a lot of good ones, and he's done a lot of other good stuff. He was previously a writer on Malcolm the Middle, and oh. after Community, he's done stuff like The Last Man on Earth, and hey, currently really like uh, the animated Fox show Bless the Hearts which is kind of like a, a King of the Hill-esque um, cartoon, kind of in the vein of like The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers, perhaps. Okay. And it's very entertaining as well. He's done a lot of good stuff. And he also wrote the Pillows and Blankets episode. Nice. So, come on. It originally aired on October 14th, 2010. And boy, oh boy, was it one heck of a 20-minute episode of television, wasn't it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of really funny stuff and a lot of pretty like i i'm gonna be honest with you i forgot that this was the the butt flag episode oh sure yeah and it fits so well as this episode and yeah. it's such a great thing that then just became a huge part of community lore that literally was the school's flag forever like he says yeah i mean if you're looking at, at whatever you're listening to this on you'll see our really cool logo that that you know pays homage homage to the, the anus you know, we sure would like to replace that logo with an original piece of artwork. I, I, we have some ideas involving some animated likenesses of mm-hmm. Steven and myself. And if you or someone you know would be interested in commissioning something like that for us, hit us up. Yeah, we'll pay slide you a those pretty, DMs. Uh, I don't know. Picture. Let's call it of us. 650. <laughs> But for real, if you're interested and you want to get weird with us, hop in yeah. the DMs somewhere. I would really like that. How have you been since we last talked, Steven? What uh, have you been doing I, the last couple of days? Let's see. I've been uh, working a lot, but in the time that I have been working, I finished a show that I've been watching that was a, really a fun watch. Okay. Home um, Improvement, starring anime. Tim exactly. Allen. Exactly. Actually, not so far from that. There's a lot of uh, engineering <laughs> in this show uh (laughs) it's called dr stone it's uh basically you know cliff's notes for anybody who may want an anime recommendation especially if you're into science uh geology or just anthropology in general actually anthropology Um, yeah but uh (laughs) anthropology 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 uh, but basically something happens and every person in the entire planet is turned to stone um, and then the first guy that kind of breaks out of the stone and like comes back to life is this really, really wicked smart high school age guy. Um, and he's like a genius and he has a great understanding of all the sciences and all that jazz. And so basically he sets out to kind of speed run civilization and move through science quick enough to revive everybody in the world and go from the Stone Age to modern technology as fast as possible. And the show contains all super accurate science. So you learn a lot about chemistry and things like that. They actually put a disclaimer in every episode saying, like, it's hey, like, this, this is, is real, hard. so please don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a really, really awesome watch, and season two starts next year. So Say one I... more time what it's called. Dr. Stone. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So check that really, out. Really, really cool. Where do you watch it? 
Uh, Crunchyroll. It's also on Funimation and probably Hulu. If okay. Cool. But for sure on Crunchyroll. So anyway, let's focus on today, though. Let's focus on now. Basic rocket science. Here Trivia questions. Now. What have you got, my friend? I have... I th- I I almost struggled gathering trivia questions from this episode for some reason, mm-hmm. but I ended yeah. up with four. Actually, I came up with two. I more for on the last once second. actually have four myself as well. Then go on ahead, pal, and take the first one. All right, I'm starting you off with a okay. with a real. Get me zinger. started. Get me started. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. What to be zinger. words make up the acronym Sanders? Oh my god! I mm-hmm. knew someone was going to do this, and mm-hmm. I don't know all of it. That's okay. You know any of them? Is it space? No. <laughs> System. Yeah. And analysis? Analyst? Mm, no. No, just tell me. I'm sorry, guys. Systematic Android Network Diode Energy Rocket System. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that, except maybe like the last one or two. Yeah. Sorry, friends. Steven... How many light years out of the buttermilk nebula are the crew when Troy reports to the Ooh, dean? Is it 4,000 or 14,000 or Maybe this is another 000. one of those cases where I'm wrong because I thought it was just a clean 40. It's probably just 40. We'll, we'll keep tabs we'll on see. that. We'll see. I knew there was the a 4 and at least yeah, one sure. zero. So, sure. you know, it, it's one of those. Um, what is Shirley's navigation station set to? On? <laughs> no. I don't know. Three. Okay. <laughs> well, then you tell me what is the recipe, piece number, and flavor heading when Troy confirms those three things to Abed via radio. Okay. Original recipe. recipe. Yeah. Piece Six number. Piece. Yeah. Flavor heading. It was on tasty, but it needed to be turned to delicious? Yes, and I could. I watched him summon that information. I watched that Steven was great. make that, that was, Yeah, I just manifested that. I, I relived the five seconds of episode that You're I watched. You're doing well on my questions so far, and me not so much on yours. Let's see. That's okay. I think, I think you'll get this one. Okay. What name did the dean give to the group once they returned in the simulator? The Greenstronauts. Yes, yeah. the fabulous Greendale Greenstronauts. Sure. What does Pierce yell as he stomps down on Sanders? <laughs> oh, shoot. As he's stomping down on him. He does say something. I don't remember what it was. It was funny. He says, though. get off my mommy. I'm there we her go. man. I'm her man. Do you think that's because his dad looks so much like Colonel Sanders? That's, in the commentary, they mentioned it. That's absolutely what Yeah, I know they haven't shown him yet in the show, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, nice. Um, okay, what was the name for the KFC space promotion? Like, just the, how it was the Kentucky Fried Chicken, 11 spices and, or 11 herbs in space experience? Hey, you got it! Bingo! Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. And my last question for you, Steven, what tasty KFC brand sandwich is Chang enjoying? (laughs) Um... It's not like it's not the delicious burger. That's like, absolutely what what it is. Oh. It's not a burger though. The delicious sandwich. Delicious is exactly. Are you familiar with the double down? No. 
The double Wait, down. Wait, is that the one where, where it had the, where the like the bun was chicken? <laughs> the double down is a glorious KFC creation. Uh, yeah, a sandwich with the bun made of two original premium <laughs> crispy chicken fillets. Uh, I think like six strips of bacon in between, like two pieces of cheese. And like a special sauce. And you laugh, but it was tasty, and you know it was tasty. And it hurt really bad afterwards. But I, you know what? F*** you. I'm glad I tried it. Today's it's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. Is your cholesterol not high enough? <laughs> Come on down to KFC. Are you tired of having a perfectly functioning heart and artery system? <laughs> KFC, come on down today. Do you miss slavery and really want a plantation-like man to loom over you while you eat? KFC. Thank you. KFC. It's not a heart attack. It's fried chicken. <laughs> KFC. The Doublelicious sandwich referenced in today's episode of television program Community is kind of the same concept as the Double Down, but more like an actual sandwich where okay. it's got King's Hawaiian bread. Now uh, I fucks uh, with King's uh, Hawaiian rolls. Premium crispy chicken fillet, the same sauce and bacon and cheese. Nice. I'm pretty sure the uh, if you still go to a KFC, at, at least you could like five years ago, you can say, I want to double down. And they'll say, sir, we're not allowed <laughs> to do that anymore. Like, no, I, I know you have the things. I know you have all the pieces. I know that you hold within yourself the power to harness, will, and create a double down sandwich for me. And they'll say... Okay, I can. I'm turning the key. I'll press the button. But are you certain that you want to do this to yourself? You will feel bad. And I said, do it. And a large Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> no. You, I think you can still do that. Tell them Zach from You Can't Disappoint a Podcast sent you. <laughs> Tell them Zach sent you. Um, do what they still have – what was that thing? It was like mashed potatoes and corn and mac and cheese or the something. And chicken. Bowl. Yeah, what's bowl. all? They just threw it all in, in a bowl. I rock mm-hmm. with that because I, I like to just mix all my food anyway. But I don't really eat KFC that much. But there is on occasion where some fried chicken, and mm-hmm. like fast food, greasy fried chicken sounds good. Like once every other month, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if I, Popeyes, I'm a big though. fried chicken. Fa- oh yeah, I f- Popeyes heavy. This podcast is going to end with me eating fried chicken somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've I've talked about it enough to want it now. Yeah, I know. I kind of have a hankering. Anyway, did we go through all of your trivia questions? We went through all of them. Uh, yes. So let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, second favorite segment, listener questions. What have we got this week, my friend? All right. The first email is from Mira. Hi, guys. This was actually one of the episodes I first saw scenes of, and the second episode I watched all the way through before I started binging the show on repeat. Okay. My MVP for this episode is probably going to be Abed, both because of his deep disappointment in not getting to go on the simulator, but also because it was uh, his disturbingly in-depth knowledge of the simulator that actually guided them through. Mm-hmm. Also, his deadpan interactions with the Dean in this episode kill me. Mm-hmm. Great Abed episode. You know, I don't think Abed is my MVP for this episode, but he's a good option. It, it yeah. shows that quite a few characters in this episode are, are treated very well. Definitely. Um, okay, trivia. Who was Pierce listening to on his phone slash iPod? It was Wesley Wesley Snipes' audiobook. Mm -hmm. Blade, as he prefers. Blade! It's so great to be back on the show, Zach. uh... It's a callback. 
It's a callback! Uh, <laughs> um, when we see the map, how many locations are circled? It was like three or four, right? Like the little ones, the mm-hmm. restrooms and stuff. I'm watching it on a DVD. It's 160p. I could only see the big circles that the Dean drew. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of look um, for it. How many thumbs did the truck stop near the location have? And that's three. Three. A... Which, is it out of five? Is it, or is it a two thumbs up situation or is it like, and it got an extra thumbs up? Like I was it, almost it thinking that, like, well. there is no top, right? But also, like, it's not thumbs. adding So, them. yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's like you add one each time. You've been? It's, uh, yeah. it's like tally marks. Mm-hmm. Okay, More like so tally whacker marks. It's not a rating scale. He doesn't care which one it's from. He just knows where they all are and how many track. times he's been. Sure, exactly. for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that the question? Uh, yeah. Um, what does Pierce stream when he was destroying the monitor? Get off my mommy. I'm her man, I believe is, is, is the quote. <laughs> right, Zach? Yeah, and I'm definitely going to recycle the audio of you saying that and, <laughs> and keep it for myself. That one's a freebie. <laughs> uh, it's hard for her to pick a funniest moment in this episode because essentially it makes me laugh at so many points. Any sure. interactions between our dean and the city college dean are always gold. True. Pierce's space madness cracks me up and the little gag with Troy and the sticker gets me for some reason. I think it's because Donald Glover nails that line with both facial expressions and body language as he does most things. Have fun with this episode and hope you have a good holidays. Don't develop space madness, Mira. Thanks, Mira. <laughs> Joke's on you. I developed space madness months ago. Also, Donald Glover nails every line he says, so don't it's come true. at me with that. <laughs> Mira. Mira. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, audio listeners couldn't see, but I angrily shook my fist in the air. All right. Next up, we have an email from <gasps> Communies. Hey, kids. Hey, it's almost to both of us this time, Zach. You can be included. Um, looking what? forward to your review of Andy Bobrow's Chicken Bus episode. That's how he refers to it. Bobrow. 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 Mm-hmm. Barbara, man, it's getting it right. Each of the oh my god, we're sneaking some Veggie Tales in this podcast. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were allowed to do that. One. Oh, oh my god. Uh, the only trivia I'm just going to give you is that Andy first met Chevy on this set, and Chevy was Chevy, and Andy didn't let it bother him. Matt that sounds about news. right. Mm-hmm. All right. Questions and answers below. What does Abed use? What name does Abed use for the Winnebago? Is he talking about Kentucky? Oh, like yeah. He's like, come back, Kentucky. Is mm-hmm. that what we're talking about? Sure. I think so. Okay. Um, and then name of the town Jeff's GPS tells them they are left in. Coldwater? Coldwater. All right. Oh, we got both. Oh, Kentucky 1 and Coldwater. Kentucky 1. Kentucky 1. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. All right. Semantics. All right. Nice. Thanks, Dad. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next we... Oh, wow! Okay, familiar face we haven't seen in a while. Um, Anorak07. Hey, guys. I'm back. Steven's dad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow! (laughs) 
Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> the last few weeks has been very back. difficult, and because of that, I didn't find time to send in trivia. But now everything has calmed down, so I should be able to send in trivia again. Yay, happy to I hear that. that. We truly I'm... did ask to ourselves a time or two. Anorak hasn't written in for a while, but it's not yeah. like you have an obligation to, so if you ever mm-hmm. don't, but it's good to hear back from you. Yeah, I'm glad that you are well. Absolutely. We're, we're, um, we think MJ's gone missing. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had a falling out. Creative differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he got traded to Dom and Andre in the morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, they had a, they they pay him better. Yeah, they, we just couldn't match that contract mm-hmm. offer. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for the second season because it's my favorite, and I am happy that I come back into the game with this episode. Cool. It amazes me what they did with a product placement, which is usually a downer for me when I watch something. But this episode is so genius with the way they handled it. My MVP this week has to go to Troy because he was the best captain to keep an arrow inside a moving rectangle. <laughs> Honorable mentions to the Dean and Abed. As for my favorite scene, there is no other than the moment where they all just come out of the simulator and randomly start hugging people while epic music plays and everyone claps, just like in all those space movies. I also love Jim Rash's line delivery in this episode so much. But enough of that. Let's get to trivia. Let's do it. All right. Question one. What is seen on the Dean's desktop background? Do you oh, it's one? the Dalmatians. It's the two okay. Dalmatians. Yeah. Mm. What else would it be? Come on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Rookie. Ac- according to the sticker, how many light years are they outside of the Buttermilk Nebula? And I stand by 40. 40 at this time. I, we will fact check right. throughout the episode. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm going to go with your, your one on this one. Um, what is the simulator called by name? Well, Sanders. Mm-hmm. Steven's the one that knows what it stands for. Yeah. Can you say it without looking at your notes? Systematic Android Network Diote Something Rocket System. What's the R? No, E. The E. The E is what I'm missing. The E <laughs> is Energy Rocket System. Nailed nice. it. We got Nailed it. it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. First try. Uh, that's it, guys. Looking forward to the next episode. Well, thanks, Anorak, for writing in. Thanks, guys. As always, you can send your emails to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, next week we will be back with our review of a, uh, what's that episode called? I was second guess myself. Uh, the Jesus Abed episode. Yeah, what's it called actually though? An Ancient Peoples, Messianic, Messianic Myths, and Ancient Myths. Peoples. We will be covering next week, and I don't think we can quite report exactly what's happening, but something we big special... is looking like it's going to happen for that episode. So yeah. stay tuned. Next week is going to be fun and different isn't it yeah i'm both terrified and excited yeah as as we always are when we record this program but uh, yeah (laughs) you'll see you'll see yeah fun stuff tune in next week okay Mm -hmm. let's get into one of our uh latest and greatest segments let's see everyone if steven actually watched the episode this week it's a a plot heavy i should be able to yeah is he going to so. up his grade this time? I think 
what the first time you got a D. The mm-hmm. second time, second time I, I got a B. Nice and you got a B. Was last time a C? Last time was a solid C. Let's see if you can at least. I, I got a B on plus a in the second one because I really, I really did no, a solid job. No, I don't think I've given any pluses. All right, That's for well. a special day. A B plus is for a special day. <laughs> a special day for a special boy. I am yeah. neither. Okay. All right. I'm resetting my timer. Are you prepared? I will count you down to go. Are you one with nature? Are you, are I you am ready? All Don't is let all, us down, Zach. Steven. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so they made a butt flag, and the dean's like, uh-uh, they're in trouble, but somebody snitched. They don't know who it was. And so they have to clean off this Winnebago that's really a space simulator because City College is getting a space simulator. So they have to clean it off, but they actually go inside, and they get stuck inside, and they get towed because Annie's a little narc, and she wants to go to City College. What's up with that anyway? And then they have to get him back, but Abed wasn't on the thing, and he really wanted to be, so then he gets him back. He's like, yeah, get home. He's going to be a problem. And then they, they, they break through, and they beat the simulator, and they drove home because they're friends. That's they did it all together. A couple of those last words need to be stricken from the record. Okay, so the word together is gone. Or you can even take all, too, because they did it. You did uh, an adequate job at this today, Steven. You did an adequate job. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got a lot of it. I don't think you mentioned Pierce's space madness. I did not get to the space madness, no. Um, but outside of that, I'm struggling to think of anything you missed. I didn't really talk about the Dean a whole lot other than the beginning, but I did mention him yeah but he's more jokes than substance i Mm -hmm. don't talk yourself down i'm the one who does that i think i'm gonna give today's performance an a minus wow thank you i think that was a good one you did a great job yeah i I felt pretty good about that. don't get cocky yeah next week will be different (laughs) let's talk about funniest moment what All right, made you yeah. laugh the hardest in this episode? There's a lot of jokes that were. There are a in lot of them. The thing that consistently made me laugh the hardest was actually the the one where they were trying to see if they had cell service, right? And she sure. was like, "Oh, I do, but it's just that black guy sure. who always has the wrong number." And then Britta tells him that it's it's an iPod and it's Wesley Snipes' audio book. And then Pierce says that well, he sure does hate government. And I thought that was very very funny. That is really funny. I think mine, honestly, Pierce made me laugh a lot in this episode, mm-hmm. and I think it's got to be one of his freakouts in the episode, <laughs> and so I'm torn between when he strangles Troy, because Troy's facial expressions are really great in that, <laughs> and all of the study group trying to pry Pierce off of him. It's really over the top and funny. I'm torn between that and then in the end when he tells everyone, you know, I think I'm ready to come out now. And the music in the background is triumphant and redemptive yeah. and, and everyone forgives him and lets him out. He's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. The <laughs> they both are – I don't know which to pick between the two, but I think yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, both of those are really good. What did you think about the episode now that we're talking I thought it was really funny. I liked it. I and. You know, you texted me and said this is like maybe the most community episode of community, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, the circumstance that they're in is is fantastical, but like not crazy, crazy. Like, there's nothing you know unrealistic necessarily happening, but they present it in such a crazy like mm-hmm. way that it feels almost like you're watching like it's treated with the like gravity of like Armageddon or something like that, but at the same time it's just them trying to get a winnebago back to their community college you know i I think for some reason and to myself even before going to watch it this week i think it's one of the one of the big homage episodes that we talk about the least yeah but i think it's one of the ones that works the most in like the in the show's reality 
and I really totally. appreciated that about it. But also, if you squint, it's totally a space movie that they've recreated so well with the writing and the performances and the way that they use their sets to to feel like something else, the way that the study room becomes like the, I don't know what you want to call it, but the room that's in every space movie where they're yeah. figuring out what's going wrong. And yeah, yeah, it's really great. You don't quite believe that they're in space, of course, but it just you you almost think you're actually on the moon or whatever they say or what does yeah. leonard say when they're simulating simulating something about like that like i oh i you almost you almost feel like feel like you're almost not in whatever space. we'll get yeah. there in a little bit <laughs> i really like this episode what do you think for you how does it rank in the grand mythos of community themed episodes do you think it's one of the best of the best do you think it's one of the weaker links what do you think i think it's in the top half sure it's been so long since i've seen some of the you know really great ones in this season and season three that it's like it's hard for sure to put it at the top top but you know i think this is one that definitely i'd return to and you know maybe that's something we can look at doing God forbid when the day comes that we're finishing Community to Oof. do some bonus episodes like ranking all of the straight full episode themed episodes, yeah. which are the better ones and the worst ones. I think that would be fun. Totally. Yeah. One day we will die and this will end, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but that day's not today. <laughs> Just one of us. Well. Yeah, I really like one. this episode. I think it ranks pretty high for the themed episodes but so many of the themed episodes do rank so high that i'm not sure exactly how it would even out yeah, uh, but i tough. certainly enjoyed watching today and i stand by my statement that it, it's not my favorite episode of community we've covered so far but it's maybe the most community episode we've had so far and yeah. it's definitely probably in the top five of episodes we've covered so far for for me it might be number four or five yeah it's definitely up there I can actually tell you, I, I've been keeping a running ranking of episodes as we watch them, and I we mm-hmm. mainly reflect on them at the end of each season, but I have placed this number four overall nice. in the series so far, just a step below Modern Warfare. So I did really enjoy this episode. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll hold number four as we add some more of the big episodes to it, but yeah, let, let's dig into this thing. Let's do it. Blue Skadoo. We can too. What is your prowess with like space, space movies, space science, um, space? Media? I I like it. I think that there's a lot we don't know about space. I think that space is cool. Um, I kind of wish that like I don't know the space program were still like a real thing and not just uh, like space force. Let's send cars into space type stuff. You know. Sure. Yeah, like I, I wish that the focus were a little more on science, at least in the public eye, now. But I think that you know, space travel is something that can happen in the future. I used to really be interested in the idea of like light speed transportation and stuff like that. I think that's a cool concept that can be accomplished. You know, cool. I have seen some of the classics, but I was never much of a sciencey kid, never much of a sci-fi kid. So my space movies. I don't know, they've never been a favorite genre, but I've certainly seen enough to know how closely this episode mimics ones like mm-hmm. Apollo 13, for sure, Yeah, Armageddon. 
I don't know. What are some of your favorite pieces of space media? Like, I've um, never seen Interstellar or Gravity. I think that The Martian is better than both of those. I like The Martian a lot. I have seen mm-hmm. The Martian. I like The Martian. Apollo um, 13 is really good. I like Apollo 13. I like Armageddon is good. I don't know if you count uh, Independence Day, but... I like Independence Day. I, I guess don't know that's if more I count alien. Independence Day either. But in terms of just like being in space, um, like astronaut movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other ones that I like. Um, Google's space movies. Star right? Wars. I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Cowboy Bebop's in space most of the time. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the episode opens up with Dean <laughs> Pelton. Uh, a man who has some striking resemblance to being like a young John Oliver, uh, bursting into it. what has become a bit of a situation room at Greendale. Uh, I guess City College has a space simulator. And I really like the vibes in this episode just from the very beginning, the way that it feels different from your typical community episode. The The vibe of the Dean in this scene is very... like. Something like the West Wing, like a very serious, yeah, like, walk like they're and talk in the kind of scene. Yeah, uh, he's like, like, I know, I know, get in here. And <laughs> the Dean's great throughout this entire episode. He, he they're all really upset because it's so ridiculous that that <laughs> City College, uh, a big rival of Greendale, and this is the first episode that really villainizes them the way that the series continues to. Yeah, we've kind of heard rumblings of the rivalry, but not like this. We get our first introduction to Dean Spreck in this episode as well. Um, they have this space simulator that, from the picture in the PowerPoint here, doesn't look like anything crazy. It looks like a tent. Honestly, less impressive than the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Uh, Eleven herbs in space experience. You know, it looks like <laughs> literally a tent that you lay down on your back, and there's like stuff projected, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's near as much stuff to do inside. No. But they're all really worried about it. They th- they think that this is going to cause so much attention to come to City College. And so many people are going to make their <laughs> college choices based on it that Greendale is going to go the way of the dodo and become purely a parking lot. And I just think that's so ridiculous and so that's funny. hilarious that they're How like, oh, pe- no. This other community college is getting a space simulator. We better do the same. And not even that, like, Greendale, it's like, not only do they have a space simulator, they had a space simulator first, so that's where I'm going. It's the space race, like, wow, they really prioritize their space simulator. They're going to have an astronaut on their brochure, and Greendale is still using a foosball table as their marketing tool. Now featuring foosball. It's foosball like, is a know. fun game. Foosball is fun, and Yale might be a great college, but do they have a foosball table? Prominently <laughs> Probably. featured? <laughs> Probably. You're right. I like the graphic he's created to show what will happen to enrollment. That just blood <laughs> really out from City College and covers Greendale as it becomes a parking lot. We get a first appearance here that's uh, pretty noteworthy. One of yeah. the men on this table is a recurring school board member that along with another school board member kind of become the people that just show up whenever there's a problem that needs a school board solution. So it's Yeah, the one who looks like here. Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't know who that is, but sure. 
He's the guy. He was in uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent, and nope. on uh, oh, he was in um, Men in Black. He played an alien, I think. Which one? The like, the gross one. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Tony Shalhoub. The Dean has a solution, though. They're going to be able to launch their own space simulator thanks to this vehicle that is uh, just sitting around from being used in, I would imagine, the early 90s, late 80s, probably. Mm -hmm. They want to be the first college to pretend to put a man in space. (laughs) And there just happens to be this Winnebago that is owned and operated and sponsored by the great people at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and the episode is off to the races. (laughs) Community does quite a few episodes that are noteworthy that are very heavily product placement funded. There's the Subway has several episodes. Yeah, they do. And in the final season, there's a Honda episode. Uh, and and it's it's so genius that it's a show that's struggling, so they have to do some stuff like this to get extra money for some of mm-hmm. their big off the wall episodes. But when they do it, it's almost just as much a joke on the company that's giving them money to do yeah. this as it is them doing it to get money. You know what I mean? Literally. But I mean, it works because now both of us are really wanting some fried chicken right now. Yeah, but I might not go to KFC. I, I don't know. I'll see what what's what's on Uber Eats, whatever's fast. I made myself a really good breakfast this morning. I was really happy with it. I, I mean, not that good, like college freshman level good. I oh, got a couple. Yeah. I've been really wanting to try these Eggo pumpkin pie flavored pancakes. Oh. So I got those, and I popped a couple of those boys in the microwave. I also – we've been cooking a lot lately. I haven't talked mm-hmm. about it on the show, but I – We've been cooking dinner every day at home, and I feel like I'm getting good. So I'm just starting to use those skills. I had never, ever really done it before, and Mm -hmm. now I'm starting to use my cooking skills. So today I made scrambled eggs for the first time in my entire life, and it turned out really good. We've been using a cast iron skillet for everything, and it was really good in that. And I got some of those brown and serve uh, frozen sausages. Hey, those are great. Mm-hmm. And I put some whipped cream on the pancakes. And that was my nice. breakfast this morning. That sounds maybe, like a delicious breakfast. Maybe I'll go for some Kentucky Fried Chicken as a dinner. That that sounds like a delicious breakfast. It was really tasty. Nice. <laughs> some coffee. Anyway, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Community? Sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken. We don't have breakfast, but if you're eating no, us... Didn't, didn't they make that like... You don't have breakfast, but where we're going, you don't need breakfast. <laughs> I don't think they have breakfast. I feel like they have like some sort of like little breakfast chicken sandwich thing where it's I like don't... fried chicken with like an egg. Am I imagining that? <laughs> Maybe Maybe was that was just a dream I had. Was that a fever dream that I had with Maybe KFC? it's just a GoFundMe I started. <laughs> I think the last thing you need is KFC for breakfast. America. Yeah. So yeah, there's this vehicle that's been abandoned that's a space simulator from like, it seems like it was the type of thing that would tour to different schools or like to different libraries, that kind of thing is like a community Mm -hmm. event. Um, 
called the Kentucky Fried Chicken 11 Herbs and Space Experience. <laughs> and Greendale is in a position where they might be able to acquire this vehicle and pose it as a space simulator that they have before City College is unable <laughs> before City College is able to unveil theirs. Uh, the dean says that the, the the ship is in some pretty bad shape. It, it's got a lot of dirt and wear and tear on it. So he's sending a very talented crew to wash it. And it is our beloved study group. We cut from the dean to our study group slow-mo walking in semi, uh, I don't know, semi-astronaut-esque jumpsuit things. Right. They're walking in slow-mo, and I really like that everyone's really selling that they're walking in slow-mo except for Chevy who's just like taking a hobbled step <laughs> and he's got the can we stop walking in slow-mo is what Jeff says I believe and mm-hmm. or I don't know who says it but I think it's Jeff but Chevy says oh, you guys are walking in slow-mo <laughs> apparently when they filmed that it was a Chevy moment because he would keep saying stuff like that's not how you walk funny this is how you walk funny they're like no you don't you don't have to walk funny. You just have to walk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me, this is how you walk funny. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I was on SNL, then yeah. we used to walk funny. You know, back when I was Fletch, we used to... <laughs> and we got another full theme song sequence. That's four for four. It's got to be what we thought it was all along, and we just get the theme song every week from here on. That'd be great. Speaking of four for four, our episode today is also brought to you by Wendy's. Try the four for four. Hey, you want to try this? No. Try the 4 for 4. Wendy's. Person with flamethrower comes in. KFC, motherfuckers! <laughs> KFC so, just murdered Wendy's. Live on the show. Do you remember uh, in our hometown, there was that KFC that was like half KFC, half A&W? That is still very much alive. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is that and a thing in other have, places? They have a KFC buffet. Yeah. What? Yeah. How long have I been gone? <laughs> I think it's always been there. It's over oh. by Meyer. Well, yeah, I didn't know that was still standing. I yeah, thought they have was, a buffet, and they just keep bringing out trays of chicken. And when you get the buffet, they ask you, like, which kind you like the best. So they'll, like, bring those. And oh, that's they have, awesome. like, a bunch of sides, and they have salad, and they have dessert. And it's kind of gross, but it's also, like, what you're wanting it to be, you know? Yeah. And they'll even, like, stuff like mac and cheese and green beans, they give you a full container of it. And you go up to the wow. counter, and they'll just keep giving you, like, containers of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How much is that? <laughs> well, if you mention you can't disappoint a podcast at the <laughs> register... <laughs> It'll be the average price of eight ninety nine, I believe, something <laughs> around that. That's really not bad for all. Is it an unlimited? But I kind of like, remember it eat? being expensive. I don't think it comes with a drink, and the drinks are kind of expensive. It's okay, I'll bring I think, my own. I think when Lil and I would both go, we would cost it would cost like twenty five dollars almost. So like twelve. Okay, bucks. I, I that track. It's all you can eat. But all that to say, we got a full theme song this week, and it felt great as it always does. If it wasn't made out of paper, it would get the Chevy Chase, the Chevy Chase seal of approval. But unfortunately, you know, it could be so cool if it just weren't paper and it were funny. The set department, as always, really knocked it out of the park with the space chicken truck in every yeah. way, both from the outside, how the satellite has a bucket of chicken as like a receiver, 
to the inside and all of the details within. They did a great job. I love this shot where we see the top of the truck and the study group walking towards it as the dean stands in the middle. This is just such an iconic episode of Community. They did such a great job with the look of this episode, the feel of it, the music. <laughs> I think this is the most we've seen of the Dean in general I think in this so episode. Too. This is probably his biggest role, and of course I love that. Yeah, it's it's really great because it just – I feel like maybe this is the season where it starts to kind of just have more and more Dean because by the you know season five even, I mean the Dean is just such an integral part of everything going on. In and season to see him kind of evolve. six – the Dean is very much just as much a main character as anyone yeah. else's. Yeah. Love it. So this scene here, I guess they're being – the study group's being chosen to clean up this truck to pay for their winning submission in the Greenville <laughs> School Flag Contest, which as we discussed a little bit earlier, of course, is E Pluribus Anus, the beautiful butthole flag. It's such a funny joke and it's such it a funny really visual so that both looks – completely wholesome and completely dirty and they mentioned on the commentary that they were generally or they were genuinely concerned that this was not going to get aired that yeah. this was going to get blurred or they wouldn't let them use the word anus underneath it they worried that this that someone would have a problem with this but they didn't they made it to air and not only is this one of the most community episodes of community so far this isn't like an FX show or, a, no, or an adult this swim was on show. NBC. This aired next to The Office, you know? And yeah. this episode is about Kentucky Fried Chicken space vehicles and a butthole flag. And a butthole flag. It's amazing that they got this on air. And that not only is it funny and daring, it's so original. Man, I love this show. It's yeah. a pretty good show. Have you ever thought about that? About it's how solid. good the show community is? It's all right. You know, I'd give it at least a... I'd give at it at least three, three thumbs. thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> They're not thumbs, though. <laughs> nope. Okay, so everyone talks about the flag. The study group thinks it's really funny. I want to say that, okay, so Jeff Winger isn't a big factor in this episode. So mm-hmm. I really love that throughout the entire episode, Jeff is just down to be a part of it. He's yeah. not, like, fighting this experience. He's not acting like any of this is stupid. He's part. He's, like, in with the gang. And I really like that, that we're finally to this point in the show when Jeff can just show up, you know, that he doesn't have to fight his way into it. Yeah, he's he's pretty on board for the most part with the whole, you know, thing. He takes him a little bit to get all the way on board with the uh, space simulation, but he, he's, he doesn't fight it too much, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Their flag submission won the contest, so it's going to be the flag forever. And I like how they were able to get it past Dean Pelton because they said something about it being like the crossroads of yeah. whatever. But it says anus on it. It says <laughs> anus. It I like anus. the first of many great Troyisms in this episode is how do you know it was our design? <laughs> Literally giving away we, that maybe they did for sure and anonymously. now you told them. Yeah, we submitted it anonymously. Whoops. Whoops. Donald just... You know, in another sitcom, that line could have been like, duh, you know, but it's not. Whoops. Troy's a real person, a real character, and Donald plays him so tremendously funnily that 
it works so well. It's a mix of delivery, good writing, and just sheer ridiculousness of the situation. His timing is just so perfect. Absolutely. Some of the best. Mm -hmm. I like how also (laughs) this episode's uh, playing off of what we expect out of all of these characters now because we've gotten to know them significantly past an introductory level at this point. And so when the dean says one of the group ratted you out, everyone has a good idea that there's a good chance it's Annie. Yeah. Everyone looks right at Annie, and the dean is just talking about how this this vehicle is dirty, but it's going to be the pride of the school. It's a big deal, and he wants the study group to be prideful to help uh, clean it up. <laughs> yeah, this uh, KFC space simulator... Though. Well, of course, it's reserved for the the best and brightest Greendale has to offer who are training in the simulator simulators, Zach. But who's cleaning the inside of the truck? It was it, When they do go inside, it's filthy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's the people who the will get to step inside the simulator are training in Greendale's patented simulator simulator... <laughs> And then we cut to, I'm so glad that they chose Leonard. It's mm-hmm. Leonard in a cardboard box looking around. There's stuff on the box written like flux capacitor and 1.21 gigawatts, like some Back to the Future yeah. stuff. And and Leonard's line is great. Hard to believe I'm not really, not really in space. <laughs> he says while turning a paper plate painted like a steering wheel. I bet... Leonard Erdman, I keep wanting to call him Leonard. Richard Erdman was handed that script, that line, and was like, what the fuck is this? But then he (laughs) delivered it like a champ, whereas Chevy Chase would be like, excuse me, hack, hack. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I I just don't get why this is funny. Which goes to show that Richard Erdman should have played Pierce. You think so? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But but I like Richard Erdman. That's the thing. I don't know. That's true. So the dean leaves them the task and gives them the time that they need to be back for the pretend launch in front of the press, which is ridiculous as well that there are press members interested in something like this to the point that it's going to be a big uh, announcement event. Yeah. And he leaves because he has to make the flag now. You know, the dean like holds himself so much. He's like, well, everybody voted on it. So we've got to pick this flag when he very well could have just not picked it or picked another one that wasn't a butt. But literally, that's all he had to do is be like, um, this one won, actually. <laughs> that's not a butt. Everyone's kind of admiring the truck from outside, and I like this interaction where Britta starts to say that in high school during field trips, <laughs> they would sneak inside of the bus to smoke weed, but realizes she's talking to Shirley, so she says that they're praying instead of smoking weed. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny, yeah. And Shirley's like, ooh, that's nice. Have you ever done uh, something sec- like that? Not with smoking weed, but with something like you're starting to slip and say something that you shouldn't to someone because you're telling a story and then you oh, have to turn it around at the last second. The amount of like times part. I've been talking to my mom and like started telling a story and then like realized the story goes somewhere it shouldn't and then like abruptly ended it. Like and then we went to church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely have had to end some stories early when telling them to my mother or grandmother or even siblings too. Like I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, some some something." I'd be like, "Oh, and then we sat and played video games for the next eight hours. And we didn't say or do anything. Not at all. I like the way this episode does several things to set up Annie's betrayal 
in this episode because mm-hmm. immediately they're here to start and she says, let's all go get coffee. Let's all take a coffee break. Come on, guys. Let's go away. But yeah. Of course, everyone's interested into the truck, interested in the truck or at least, I don't know, maybe not interested in cleaning it, but at least interested enough in the concept of it to not leave right away. And of course, Troy and Abed as soon as they see that, you know they're going inside, and you oh, know yeah. that they they have this thing is tailor made for them. And I'm almost, I mean, I like what they did with the episode where you know what ends up happening happens with the group and who is in the ship and who's not. But they could have very easily just had an episode where Troy and Abed, you know, have a Patrick SpongeBob imagination like time inside of the simulator that would have been funny too but i like what they went where they do with it better but i'll go a step adjacent to that where i almost feel like we're being robbed a little bit by abed not getting trapped in the ship with them mm-hmm. i like what they did with him but i think having Troy and abed in there at the same time during this would have been incredible would have been really funny which is why i really like this scene right here where they've wandered into it and they're they're talking like they often do in space themed movies where the the astronauts have this sense of wonder and of mm-hmm. like, oh, I've always dreamed of this day. The place is exactly what I thought it was. It, and and it's like Abed is the first time astronaut and Troy has a little more experience in this scene that they're doing. When Troy yeah. delivers, he's like, oh, you've never been up, huh? You've never <laughs> well, and I like it. this. It reminds me almost of the scene in Star Wars where Han steps back on the Millennium Falcon for the first time. And he's like, you know, kind of looking around. And he sits in the seat, and he's like feeling everything, which is funny considering that Donald Glover is going to go on to play Lando, Lando. Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see Solo? Yeah, I thought it was kind of good. Yeah, I I thought that Donald Glover did a great job in it as Lando. Some people were like, oh, he's too much of an asshole. I'm like, do you remember the original Star Wars? Because Lando is an asshole. He's great. I thought. Donald Glover as Lando in Solo was better than Billy D. Williams as as or at, you know what I mean. Donald Glover yeah. as Lando in Solo was better than Billy D. Williams as Lando in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, in Rise of Skywalker, yes, yeah. I'll give you that one. I thought you were saying in general, and I was like, all right, now let's. One of the weirdest fucking things about that movie was that Lando's in it. They set up all this stuff with him. They introduce this girl that's almost definitely his daughter. And then yeah. when it's like the end of the movie and the two of them are sitting together and you think they're going to like say something or finally address it, it was literally the scene was like she said, you know, I never found my father. And he's like, yeah, I probably have a kid. I never really found my daughter. And then they just don't say anything else. And then it cuts to the next goodbye. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like, what are you talking yeah, anyway. I have some thoughts about that anyway, movie. Anyway, that movie was certainly not brought to us by KFC, or else it would have been of much higher quality. Well, yeah. I do I love- like, though, the uh, the super cut that I've seen where they take the Kylo Ren scene where he's fighting the Knights of Ren, and they put, um, I need a hero, behind it. It was pretty great. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So Troy and Abed are doing their Troy and Abed thing, and I like that they still don't let it break the grasp of reality because of the reason Abed is saying he was never allowed in this, and Troy was. It was like a field trip staple of people in this local area. Yeah. And Abed was never allowed in because his dad had a vendetta against, like, chain restaurants because they took down his <laughs> falafel stand almost. So I like That's that believable. aspect. That they keep it in. They keep it very grounded for how not grounded of an episode this is. Yeah. Annie comes into the vehicle, and it's really important for her to get everyone out. So she's trying to get 
Troy and Abed to leave, but they're so excited. And now at this point, since Annie has also gone in, everyone's going in, and now we're off. Jeff wanders <laughs> in and is surprised that it looks decent for how old it is on the inside, and also points out the collection of doll heads in the front of the vehicle that... I don't know. What do you think the story is behind that? That someone was living in this and they had I a guess, shrine? Yeah, and they like to collect doll heads in their time that they live there. Yeah. Pierce gets one of many funny lines when he's like, oh, the 80s, our teen years, right, everybody? <laughs> and no one but Joel McHale can relay it, right? Yeah. And it's really sad that Abed makes this choice. You know, he, he announces that he's not wearing the right thing for this and he wants to get something from the dorm. So he leaves, never to be seen again. And then Abed died. Yeah, you know, this is actually a conspiracy that, you know, Abed in this time was replaced by a different Abed. And then the Abed that was living with him from this point That's on That's why not the real on Abed. The, the DVD cover of the third season, why Abed's barefoot and facing the opposite direction of the other Beatles, because mm-hmm. he was dead and they replaced him with a lookalike. Exactly. And then the Rick from the other dimension came back and replaced that Abed with his Abed. And he's trying to get everyone out of the place still, and I like how now no one's really willing to pay attention to her at all, because they just are like, you're going to tattle on us like you did with the flag, they don't really take her seriously. And she kind of snaps on them, and they kind of snap on her, uh, where she, I don't know, kind of defends Greendale when all the rest of them are trashing it. Yeah. Which I, I guess always... I get. Yeah, you know, yeah, we knew people I, when we went to school like that where we, like, we did all talk shit about really... our school. And then other people would be like, our school does so much for me. Yeah, I'm a rich I'm like, white uh, kid. Yeah. So I'm lifted up. I was not a huge school. Now, I will say it was fun in college going to homecoming and for a little bit. But, like, I think our school had some good opportunities and mm-hmm. had some – uh, people working for it that really cared about yeah. all kinds of kids, but I don't know. It also had a a ton of problems. I don't know. Yeah, there were just as many things from it that traumatized me for life as there were that inspired <laughs> me. Yeah, you know, almost a little heavier on one side than the other, but <laughs> I yeah. I really like Pierce's runner of being claustrophobic in this episode and the way that Chevy plays it throughout the episode. You know, he's he's stretching out and talking about, like, oh, this makes me a little nervous. I kind of get claustrophobic, <laughs> but as long as I'm next to the door and it's open, I'll be fine. And then he, he's of like course, presses nuts. the button to close the door and immediately freaks out a little bit. <laughs> he's locked the place shut. It goes completely dark, and the simulator activates. And now, they're, now, now we're in it. Now we're really in it. Sanders awakes. Uh... He's just this little 8-bit Colonel Sanders (laughs) dude who gives them instructions from a screen. I love that the whole time Pierce thinks he can talk to him. Yeah, Pierce talks to him a couple times and and never gets a response. First, they're all just looking for a way to get out. You know, they're looking for a handle, but they're locked in. (laughs) Colonel Sanders points out that just as, you know, KFC seals in the flavor and the herbs and spices... They're going to seal the air in the cabin so that they don't explode on their journey, which kind of you know lets them know that shit's about to get real. And then Troy says, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought they did a really good job with the Colonel Sanders animation and yeah, making they did. it look to date. And it, it made me remember the conspiracy theory that I've seen before that you can't unsee. 
is that the Colonel Sanders uh, like logo when it's just a head, the bow tie that he has on, the way it's shaped, looks mm-hmm. like a little legs and arms. So it looks like he's on a little body. That's funny. Wait, I thought that's what that was supposed to be. I forgot that was just his, his bow tie. It's like bow tie. Or like the whole time I was saying shirt. it was a giant head on just like a little It looks little like a little legs and body, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. The colonel demands that they all find a seat and strap themselves in for a safe trip, which they all do once they kind of realize that this thing's about to start moving. But <laughs> Pierce has this combative uh anti-establishment against sanders from the first second throughout this episode that i think is really funny and indicative that he's going through some daddy issues and sanders reminds him of his papa (laughs) strikingly so as it starts thudding and rumbling and the doll heads start falling to the floor and it looks like this vehicle is starting to move they all decide it's best to strap themselves in and Troy gets to sit at the captain's seat, which I'm really thankful for in this episode. It would have been mm-hmm. easy for them to have Jeff sit in the captain's seat, and I'm so yeah. glad it's Troy instead. Me too. I don't think I would have personally enjoyed this one near as much if it were Jeff in the captain's seat. I completely agree with that. Pierce takes... Did you just threaten me? Yeah, <laughs> Pierce takes the the suggestion to sit down and strap yourself in to be safe as a challenge... <laughs> and he, he's just so combative towards the screen i like jeff's line if you're talking to an atari cartridge pierce has yeah. no idea what that means or where he is or what's going on see i like this this episode for jeff because he just gets to kind of sit back and crack funny jokes it's kind of sure. like you said um in the last episode the opening scene where he just was kind of like the just cool guy the who cool had the guy one-liners without and being i like the cool that guy who also does shitty things to his friends exactly the car That's starts moving, and they really believably sold that Pierce tumbling down thing as he. Oh, hits it his looked head. like he fell. Well, head he first did. They mentioned on the commentary, not not Chevy, but they said on this episode for some reason there were like four alternate Chevys. There was like <laughs> his stunt guy, his stand-in, his body double, and like another one. Why? Dan made a joke about like, yeah, and it was really weird when his wife left with all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So the vehicle vehicle starts moving, and they're not sure if it's part of the simulation or if it's actually moving. Jeff doesn't think it is, and he's right, because now we see the outside. And like Jeff can tell, the vehicle is being towed away. I have no idea what building they're outside of. Is this the same parking lot that the boat was in? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like it's the parking lot where, like, Jeff parks for, like, his car. I guess it kind of looks like it could be a community college building. It looks kind of like a film set. but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) a film studio, yeah. Just as it pulls away, Abed runs out in a super cute orange astronaut jumpsuit with a helmet. And he has this really wholesome thing as he realizes that it's gone. And he looks both ways. And then he looks up as if it <laughs> took off into the sky. Oh, Abed. I love that boy's sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. The gang, after the commercial break, is being pulled along the highway. They're stuck in this thing. And they're not really... I don't know, putting their head to the situation. They're just trying to break out in any way they can. They're all banging yeah. on the door, trying to get attention. 
uh, Jeff is the voice of reason here and says, nothing's going to happen. Uh, this is just classic Greendale. It's all going to go awry. No one's got phone signal. It's just looking bad for the people. And this is when we get Pierce's bit about thinking he's talking to someone on the phone, but it's a, a black guy who, what does he say? <laughs> Can't understand anything I'm saying or he something said who, like who that. has the wrong number. Yeah, it, but it's Britta's iPod with Wesley Snipes' book. <laughs> I am Blade, the Wesley Snipes story. Hey there, I wrote this book about me to say that I don't want to pay taxes because I'm Blade, and Blade is not a United States citizen. Did did Wesley Snipes actually get in trouble for taxes? Yeah. Because I knew you made a joke about that the last time we did this bit, I guess mm-hmm. we'll call it. And I didn't know if that was real or if that was just oh, something Oh, yeah, that was real. With. He got Damn. in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Is Wesley Snipes... Has he done anything recently? I don't think so. Okay. Troy gets to have his first captain moment as he sits down. And, you know, there's that classic shot of the man in charge grabbing the doohickeys and pulling them back and down and around. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And apparently this exact, like, captain's set prop desk thing was something that's been used in a lot of things. Apparently it was used in an episode of Firefly. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a little... Wow. <laughs> that's funny. Because it looks so silly here yeah. because it's inside of a KFC simulator, but I'm sure, sure. if I was watching a show that, you know didn't want me to think it was silly it'd probably be like wow look at that spaceship controllers yeah troy kind of fiddles around with the two joystick looking things and doesn't get anywhere everything starts flashing he's not doing it right so nothing happens everyone's kind of giving up annie thinks it's her fault which the rest of the study group doesn't quite understand just how much it is her fault Mm -hmm. then they start getting through the radio dean pelton i like that dean pelton's first reaction is that they're hoodlums and they're yeah. like going on a joyride. Bring me my spaceship back, he says to them. Which absolutely is what I would think if I were the dean as well, that they just took it. <laughs> also, it looks like the prop that they're using for the dean to talk to them through is literally what he uses to give the PA announcements. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the connection going on here. I don't know how he has some sort of link to the radio okay. inside of that thing that they just got okay. and haven't used at all. But Okay. Science. Doctor, watch Doctor Stone. You'll find out. Troy is using a guidance system next to him <laughs> to try to tell the dean where they are. But the thing that tells them that they're forty light years, haha, outside of the buttermilk nebula, uh, is just a sticker. And I really like the way it, Donald says the the pause that he takes when he says, "Although it is possible, yeah, it's a sticker." I think yeah, it's it a sticker. Really funny. <laughs> Jeff hey, comes on to tell the Dean he's terrible and, and, yeah, tell him what's going on. It's that they're being towed away and they need help. So this becomes not a call-out, but now all of a sudden the study room turns into that rescue mission workstation that, that so many of these type movies have. And the Dean didn't know the <laughs> handicap spots count on Saturdays, Ugh. which is why they would have gotten towed. <laughs> And the dean, who tries so hard to be politically correct, you know, apparently not when it comes to being to every group. Yeah. yeah. There's a great telling Dean-Jeff interaction when Jeff <laughs> says, When we get back, I'm going to step on you. Okay, as much as I might enjoy that, Jeffrey, if you don't get back here in time for the launch, City College wins. And Greendale becomes just another school on my resume that 
no one can call because it doesn't exist. Saying that he's ruined <laughs> schools in the past. Multiple schools. I would love, we do get in the future some history of Greendale, but I would have liked to have seen even more of that, I think, a little bit. Oh, yeah. They have no idea to find out where they are to tell the Dean so they can be found because they're in the simulator. There's no windows. Everything's closed off. They can't figure out how to open anything. Uh, there's just this one window that is sealed shut, and they don't know how to open it. And then they lose connection. But Abed, who it, now I get why they did this for the story, Abed mm-hmm. is in there with the Dean sitting sadly, and he knows everything about the simulator because I guess when he was a kid and wasn't allowed to do it, he learned about it and memorized yeah. it and dreamed for the day where he could actually do it. Did so you ever he's... as a kid like kind of like prepare like you like either wanted a game or like something or like a toy or you wanted to do something that you like couldn't do at the moment so you like would like pretend and like learn all about Aww. it? I mean probably. Yeah. I can't think of any specific examples right now. I but... think when I was a kid, like a real little kid, I probably mm-hmm. did that with stuff like wanting to go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like pretending. I got you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What about you don't have an example? I can't think of anything specific, but I definitely like would you know, like imagine myself like I don't know playing with a certain toy or like yeah you'd imagine yourself and this is me not you i'd imagine myself you know like having a dad that says he loves me <laughs> you, know. you know i <laughs> this this kid stuff just, kid, just we're fine back back when you thought that stuff was was a possibility to have in life you know then we learned as we got older and then you think you know everyone that does have it is a liar but you know whatever well yeah aren't they uh, so Abed is an expert on this <laughs> ship, and he can give the information that he has to the Dean to help relay back to the team and get them out of this jam. He lets them. He lets the Dean know that the window will slide open if they finish the thing, if they actually do the simulation. So we're going to have to get back in touch with the ship and let them know that they have to do this simulation if they want to find out where they are and get things back on track. I think it's a really good way to get the adventure of this episode started the way this yeah. all comes together it's so silly but it's more in the realm of possibility than what i feel like i remembered it being this is all super in the realm of possibility it's just it a really, really silly possibility <laughs> like it's it's crazy circumstances but so far everything you know could plausibly happen the episode does a great job of the stakes are both at an all-time high and as low as ever you know it, <laughs> It doesn't yeah. really matter, but the music's throbbing, and you just feel like it's so epic, but it's not. Right, like, nobody's in danger here, you know. So Abed agrees to team up with the Deem, and they're going to bring that ship home. It's a really funny team-up. I like the way that they do this. And it gives Abed a new sense of purpose after not getting to go with them. <laughs> it's really sad, then, that that as the Dean leaves to get some coffee, he calls Abed psycho. Sure, yeah. Abed's a little weird and earnest, but come on. The but Dean... I feel like even before this interaction, when we've seen the Dean and Abed interact, the Dean knows who Abed is and, yeah. and knows that Abed has, you know, a skill set, at least, or knowledge about stuff, because he asks Abed to do stuff to, for him before, in the past. So I feel like this is maybe a little not nice. I don't know. A little I don't out of character. Yeah. Now we're back to the ship, which is still being towed along the highway, and they're still trying to figure things out when Abed comes through the the speaker. I don't know what would cause him to 
be to like lose gain. connection and gain connection. Yeah, certainly. And this is where we get that little bit where uh, Abed uses these panels that they have on the inside of the truck to find out how far in the simulation they are to let them know what they need to do to finish <laughs> the simulation. So there's a recipe reading. They're on original, but it could go to extra crispy. Mm-hmm. There's the piece indicator if you go from like six peas to like a bucket or whatever. And then the flavor <laughs> heading from yummy, tasty to delicious. It's very silly, and I love how seriously everyone takes it. And I like how literally to turn the dial, he just has to turn it. (laughs) Sanders lets them know that they're doing it right. They're doing excellent work. They have to keep their herbs and spices balanced while the crew helps with the teamwork. All of a sudden, the team is coming in motion, and Troy is really becoming the captain that he's meant to be. Yeah, he tells everyone to man their terminals, but as he's doing that, Jeff comes through with a, a fire hydrant <laughs> i almost said fire hydrant that's not what it is though is it not no fire extinguisher the hydrant's oh, the thing in the ground you're so I, that, right. I was about to say fire hydrant too and then i was like that's not it Damn. with a fire extinguisher and tries to burst at the, least we are on the, the same brain pathways <laughs> oh yeah we are <laughs> yeah jeff isn't willing to put up with what they need to do to get out of here which is typical jeff and he tries to Mm -hmm. smash it open with a fire hydrant which doesn't go as planned obviously the thing is somehow indestructible you would think that thing would smash i love how pierce who's freaking out is gonna (laughs) find space that whatever chevy decided was the right way to to bring this through was for pierce to be going gooby dooby gooby dooby and i don't know why he's working on his snl era adam sandler impression right now (laughs) right but it's really not the right time. He said, no, it's funny. Trust me. You guys don't understand comedy. When I was on SNL. Pierce thinks they're all going to die as Jeff's trying to smash his way out of a moving vehicle. And Sanders can tell that the team isn't manning their stations. They need <laughs> cooperation. They need to all work together to keep the herbs and spices balanced. God, I want some fried chicken, Steven. Yeah. Lee's yeah. chicken or Popeye's chicken? Oh, mm. Lee's is. I miss Lee's chicken so much. Mm-hmm. Fried pickles mm. from Lee's. Ooh, I love fried pickles. Oh my god, fried pickles and like I apologize to my mother and sister who are listening to this. Cover your yeah. ears. Yeah, fried pickles give me a warmth through my body like nothing else. Like I get real excited at the thought of fried pickles. Wait, <laughs> I think it's like. When I Wait, bite no, I'm in, I'm more concerned. Why is that the time you've apologized <laughs> to your family on what you're about to say? I don't know. That wasn't offensive at all. I don't think was that offensive. I don't know, but like when I bite into it, like the oh, you're telling them like... that you like it better than them. That you, well, that you get a warmer not... feeling than what family gives you. That's <laughs> what you're saying. I mean, it's close. No, you said a warm feeling like nothing else. Like nothing you... else. <laughs> Man. Yeah, fried pickles, huh? Oh. Now I can't go to KFC because they don't have those. No. Now, did you ever try the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Oh, yeah. I get it on a regular basis. Spicy, right? You get the spicy. Exclusively. It's really good. It makes me feel very bad afterwards. The Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich was the first food that I knew was going to give me indigestion every time I eat it that I still had it regularly for a period. Well, see, I like to punish myself by eating exorbitant amounts of White Castle in one sitting. So I've done enough terrible things to my body that the chicken sandwich is just pretty run-of-the-middle. Run-of-the-mill bad, you know? 
but like if I if I knock down a twenty sack of sliders in a night, oh I might God. as well just go ahead and sign off the whole next day because I I my dance card is full. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this, it's exactly reasons like this why Lil and I have taken to making dinner at home instead because that's what it was yeah. like and I it would always be like well which food option that's gonna make me feel terrible sounds best tonight yeah and right now it's White Castle or not well now it's White Castle now guess, it's White Castle unfortunately. I still think fried chicken is what it actually is Mm-hmm. So the team's not working together, and they need to be if they want to make this happen. And Troy is taking his role as captain very seriously <laughs> and tells Jeff that he doesn't want to hold his rank in front of him, but he needs to do his tasks. He's not doing his tasks, not so doing the imposters are going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff says, the only reason you're the captain is because you sat down in that chair, so I'm not doing anything you say. I guess I was wrong, and Jeff is an asshole in this episode. Mm-hmm. Briefly, me, this yeah. Episode. This, is, this, this is the only asshole thing he does, though. He He comes together. You know. Pierce has a beautiful hallucination sequence <laughs> that, that's in line with his drug trip from the season one Halloween episode where Sanders starts talking directly to him and says, "My, I'm indicating that Pierce is going to die alone. <laughs> Heavy stuff. Yeah. And then Why is he and, saying that and, to me? And then, and this is true, all the reactions in the rest of the episode was just Chevy reacting to that information that he was yep. going to die alone. <laughs> Everything's building. They're they're trying to get farther in the simulation, but Pierce is going so off the wall that he's keeping stuff from getting done. And I like that. What does what does Sanders say that? Uh, and Pierce Troy is giving me life. Oh blood. yeah, you can't. I I can't stop Pierce. Troy is giving me life force or supplying my life Pierce force said, or something like that. Pierce just so certainly I knew it. And <laughs> I knew it. Troy. <laughs> a very funny moment as he starts to strangle Troy and everyone immediately is trying to pull him off of him. I love every facial expression Donald Glover makes. He does such a good job here. And Pierce too. Chevy makes some funny faces. Meanwhile, the study room has turned into a whole widespread rescue mission. They've got manuals and the manual says kfc 11 herbs in space operations manual instead of manual look at that what a nice touch and yeah they're all trying to figure out how they're gonna get these people out of the situation and abed can't get through to the team i like how the little touch of abed like snapping for someone to go over there and do something that yeah just feels very much like he's playing out this role from the movies that he's oh yeah into and i love was... it when abed is able to like adjust his role yeah. in the movie like he's like oh okay I'm it this didn't character, go the way he one. wanted but yeah he found a character that he can be that's necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> This is a great scene. Chang just wants to be included. Chang doesn't get a lot to do in this episode. He just gets two really funny little non sequiturs, which is sometimes when Chang is at his best. He comes in with this really weird professional homemade-looking thing (laughs) and says, I've worked out a way to reroute the power from the battery. And Abed says, reroute to what? (laughs) Slowly walks away. This is when one of my favorite bits in the episode comes up that we've made several references to. The Dean comes to the table with the map and says, this is where we are. This is how far of a radius the truck can get to before we won't have time to get back here in time for the big event tonight. And Abed, of course, notices that the Dean has several other things on the map that are circled. What are these other circles? What other circles? It looks like you've circled public restrooms and truck stops. Yeah, there's another one. Okay, that is a different side of the map, and that is 
for a different project. What do they have star ratings? Let's get to work, people. So I guess they have star ratings and thumbs. And so thumbs. maybe there's a star rating and tally and marks tally of how marks. many thumbs they've been there. I gotcha. Yikes. Abed gets back in touch with Kentucky Eleven, and they've stopped moving. And Troy is able to say that they've stopped moving, but things are going really crazy on the inside of the <laughs> ship. Uh, Pierce has space. Ma- I like the way Troy says Pierce has space madness, or he's just old or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're locking him up in the back, which they are. I really like the way that they thought that the place would have a cage in it and worked that into the episode. They're locking Pierce in the back. He's going crazy. They get him in and jump after. They said on the commentary that here when when Chevy says, or Pierce says, you can't do that to me, and Britta says, we just did, that they said that Gillian was really, like, into getting to yell at Chevy. (laughs) Ha ha ha! That's great. Annie's, Annie tries to gather everyone together and get the team together, but they're all still against her for setting them up for failure with the flag scheme or whatever they're mad at her mm-hmm. about. And then <laughs> Pierce is trying to jimmy the lock <laughs> with his two fingers. Oh, I didn't really notice that one. I, was I didn't watching either. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Annie says something that lets it slip. She says, well, guys, we weren't supposed to be in the truck when it happened, letting everyone know all of a sudden that she knew that the thing was going to get towed because she's the one who called it together. She teamed up with City College to maybe transfer by selling out Greendale. Which, How what do you the feel hell, about Annie? That? How do you feel I feel about like that's so shitty. How I... do you feel about it as a plot development? Do you think it's a stretch or do you think it works? It works, but I don't like that it works because Annie is always getting ready to leave Greendale. This is the second time already yeah. in the span of five episodes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we've talked before that like that, that comes up, and I know it's not my favorite thing. I don't think you're terribly in love with it either from what I remember, but yeah. I, I don't like it because I feel like Annie is always like so – loyal to the group and their friendships and all that stuff but at the same time like in the same breath that she was like defending greendale and saying that it's great she also is like but i want to go to city college where you guys won't shit on that school or i I don't know yeah i do like the little speech that annie gives where she goes from i respect you guys enough to let you hate yourself but i respect myself enough to not let you guys trash my school Mm-hmm. And I kind of like where she's getting at, even if it's kind of a lame hill to die on. Yeah, it is a lame hill to die on. Everyone pauses to get that. Shirley says, I'm not <laughs> buying it. And Troy grabs some stuff and says, let's kill her. He immediately grabs like a cord. cord. Yeah. <laughs> that let when And this is also a weird how this turns Jeff. He's like, wait, City College is behind this? And they say, yeah. And all of a sudden, Jeff is in to work. <laughs> I think that happens a little too fast. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Britta's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and he, his, he, it's because he feels like they've earned the right to pick on Greendale because they go to Greendale, but they can't let other people pick on Greendale. I guess this mostly I feel reads that. as... I No, I think this mostly reads as he's doing this for Annie to get Annie to stay. Maybe. I, I kind of agree with that, though, because like, I... 
would absolutely shit on just about every school that I attended. But like, if somebody else from a rival school said that, I'd be like, "Hey, you." Rat no, my bastard. school's bad because it's bad to me. You don't know shit about. Yeah, it. You, don't you don't go, go to my here. School. Yeah, you piece of shit. Like it's better than your ass backwards. You know. There is a very classic community line here where Jeff says, "Our school may be a toilet, but it's our toilet, and no one's allowed to crap in it but us." And it works for everyone. They think it's inspiring. And Andy's like, really? <laughs> That's what got you? <laughs> Jeff gives Troy the nod and the, the calling of captain that he needs to make him feel better about himself, to feel motivated again. Everyone goes into their stations. They're all feeling so serious about this. It's time to, to win. It's time to bring this girl home. <laughs> and it's really silly. And how serious they take it makes it just all the sillier. The thermal shield. I love this sequence. Thermal shield on navigation three. Chicken. Yeah. yeah. And I love the way Joel I, like so enthusiastically says yeah to the chicken. <laughs> That's gonna be me in a couple hours with some fried chicken in front of me. I promise yeah. you that. It's supper, supper time. time. I love the graphics that they have in this scene to make it look good. They've done so well. They're all at their stations, just doing a little tweak of their joysticks while Troy does a like a shake of his. Yeah. And I love so very, very much that they build this scene up so much, how they have to get together, how there's all this conflict. There's really epic music from Ludwig going on in this one, as like mm. music that treats it like it's scoring Apollo 13 yeah. and not this episode of Community. And then it lasts like three seconds of the stuff that they have to do to make it work. And then the music stops and there's a really quiet pause. And then on the video screen, there's those little fireworks. And it's super anticlimactic for how much they built it up. Yeah, It's like when you're playing a Super Nintendo game for 14 hours. And then in the end of the game, after you beat the hardest boss you've ever played, it's like the end. You win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally. You win. You're like, that's all I get after playing this for so long? That's exactly (laughs) what this moment is. Sanders comes on to congratulate them and announces that he's lifting up the window so they'll all be able to see outside. And now we cut back to Greendale where Abed is getting confirmation that Kentucky 11 is coming through with their location. They look out the window. And I'll be honest, every time I've ever seen this episode, this shot really threw me off. Because when you see the circle of the empty plane and the cow, it doesn't look like that's outside of the window. It no. looks like that's another like sticker. It looks yeah. like it's like a screensaver. So I thought it was like a projected area from the simulation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's just less than stellar green screen work. Yeah. Because yeah. I know for a fact that all of the innards of the truck were not filmed inside of a truck. This was on a studio stage. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so that shot always made me feel a little bit weird. But they're able to let them know that they are in cold water, which is exciting to know the location, but disheartening when they realize that it's quite a bit farther than what they would like. They're out of town. They're next to the truck stop with three thumbs. Not <laughs> thumbs. And the way Dean Pelton, like, says it, is ashamed of it, but, like, says it when he didn't have to say it. Yeah. Like, he's, he knows what he's saying and doing. The people on board the ship are, are, are anxiously awaiting approval, but they have to tell them that it's too late. They're not going to get there back in time, and it's all been for nothing. 
Except they're still stranded in the middle of nowhere in this vehicle in a cow yeah. field. Also, like, that must not have been an officially sanctioned tow truck to just, like, take them out in the middle of nowhere. Well, sure. Them. Or I yeah. think maybe City College, like, paid a dude and was like, take this to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The gang is inside, uh, reflecting on their mortality and on their defeat. Pierce is still locked up in the cage in the back. They know they'll get saved eventually, but they feel really down. Troy says he misses Greendale, and now they get to look back and say positively, like, come on, yeah, we made a joke butthole flag, but what, how many schools would actually let <laughs> that flag fly? And I really like that sentiment. That's a very so good sentiment. And that's why we as a podcast and so many people as a fandom wave that butthole flag as high as we can. So proud. Yeah. I'm so brown. Oh. In a butthole way, not in a racial way. <laughs> well. Well, you know, Pierce Hoffman. That makes. <laughs> At Greendale, they point out how many schools would let you get a degree in theoretical phys ed. They apologize to Annie, or Shirley apologizes to Annie, and that situation kind of goes away. That is one thing I'll say about this episode: is any of the threads that they try to pull that aren't space related don't not work, but don't hold. You know Not what I mean? Well. Like, yeah. It's hard to do something like this and then try to weave an emotional storyline out of it. So it doesn't like ring false to me, but it doesn't get me feeling much of a way as we're kind of getting the end of episode, them all being mm-hmm. friends again, you know? Yeah. Apologizing for tattling about the butthole flag, you know, Jeff taking responsibility <laughs> for calling it out. But it's funny that the only reason Jeff tattled was because the dean didn't get it and it Which made him so, so mad. Funny. So he ha- he's like, you know, it's a butthole. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. That's very Jeff and very Dean. It Both, says yes. E plur of his anus. Troy says we put a we should have I love the line. We should have put cheeks on it. There's a time and a place <laughs> for subtlety and that was before scary movie. That was a great line. This is when we get one of my favorite funny moments when Pierce really calmly and cautiously tells the group that, you know, he's feeling better. Being in a small place like that, he's able to work through some stuff. He feels ready to come out, and everyone in the group feels like it's time. Even Troy, who he choked, feel better. They <laughs> let Pierce out. He, he He's being a real man about it. The music playing is triumphant. Then he immediately charges to kill the screen, <laughs> the LCD screen, and f***ing rips it off the wall. Pierce, Chevy does a really good job of that turn. Yeah, I'll kill you. It's similar to just from a couple weeks ago from accounting for lawyers when he's like, you're bald. I'll kill you. He's able to do that that turn from sincere to mad in a moment. And it's it's really good. It's really great. He pulls the thing off the screen. He pulls the screen (laughs) off the thing. He stomps it down. He calls out his daddy issues at it. (laughs) And this actually helps, though, because they realize that that leaves a hole through to the driver's seat of the Winnebago. Which can't be safe. No, it can't be safe, but it is a cool way to think them out of this situation. Yeah, for sure. Back at Greendale, Chang comes in to announce that the press is here. Uh, They bought some times with these KFC sandwiches, the Doublelicious, which, yeah, I just... I don't know if I want fried chicken or a fried chicken sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably fried That's chicken. That's fair. I usually want fried chicken, but occasionally a sandwich sounds good. What do you say? Uh, you know, I'm feeling maybe a fried chicken sandwich, but 
I also really could just go for some fried chicken. Yeah. It's, I feel it's you a tough there, call. I, 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 I do not know which side of the fence I'm going to land on. There. The press is there. They're holding off as long as they can. They do some shameless product placement. They said on the commentary that that sandwich joke was pretty much the only thing that KFC like asked for. They were like, that's show funny. off this new sandwich. Mm-hmm. So that's whatever. Yeah. The dean is ready to accept his defeat, face the press, tell them that they're not going to make it in time, and yes, Dean Spreck shows up. I have to say that not so much in this scene, but in the final scene, I wasn't that impressed with the acting chops on the actor who plays Dean Spreck. I'm not yeah. sure what his name is. But this scene sure is funny. He's there to uh, he's there to throw some threats at Greendale and and make the dean cackle. Make him, or not, whatever, make the dean shake in his boots. And he just walks closer and closer. And I like how even right away they paint Dean Spreck with the same type of weird sexual ambiguity that the yep. dean has. He's wearing the same type of clothes. He's got a really kind of weird tie on. Mm-hmm. It's really suspiciously thin. Yeah, he gets right in the dean's face and whispers about how bad it'll be for him if this doesn't <laughs> happen for the dean. And the dean's reaction to Dean Spreck is very funny. You know, the Dean Spreck is like right on his ear whispering directly into it. And <laughs> Dean Pelton just uh, has his mouth open and reacting accordingly. Do you think these people are former lovers? I think so. I think what that tells me is that maybe they had an encounter in the past and it didn't end well. How many thumbs do you think that got? Ooh. uh, I think that depends on the perspective. I think maybe Dean Pelton would give it a few more thumbs than uh, Dean Spreck would. So you don't think that Dean Pelton is a, a generous lover? I mean, he may have been, maybe he was young then. Time has passed. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think there's definitely been a lot of time since this interaction. Immediately, Jeff comes on over the speaker, says Greendale, come in Greendale, and they're going to make it. They can call off the rescue. They don't have to be towed back because they've gotten into the driver's seat and they're driving the Winnebago back. It's going to happen. They're going to make it. There's a pretty cool shot of them driving down a dirt road with the sun in the background. I always love when it's daytime and you can see the sun a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Good vibes. The Winnebago is driving as fast as it can to try to get back to Greendale. They're coming in for the save. This shot all looks very fake and very digitally produced, but they did a good mm-hmm. job. It looks good. It's fun. Yeah. Now we're at the launch, and it's so funny how many goddamn people there are. There are so many press. There are so many just civilians here that are so excited for this technology that let's not forget that was something that all of these 30-somethings or 20-somethings did in high school and middle school and grade school as like a field trip. It's not new. It's not that exciting. Jeff is the only person with cell signal and it's light. So he gives abed information on where they are and abed gives them information on where to go and then they yell it out to annie on where to drive this part's pretty funny how they take these really hard turns in this ridiculous car (laughs) that sets up a moment where first let's talk i'll let you talk about this what happens okay so 
she takes a hard left turn, which causes Jeff to crash into a wall and Pierce to kind of land on top of him. But also, Troy gets knocked back with Britta landing on top of him in kind of a, you know, romantic comedy, we fell down and I landed on top of you and now are face-to-face situation, which is really funny because it, you know, Britta's kind of like, oh, hi, and Troy's like, hi. But then immediately after, it goes to Pierce and Jeff, and Pierce and Jeff's face is like, oh, hi. <laughs> It's great. It's and this great. is apparently mimicking Armageddon as the movie, I guess, where something almost exactly mm-hmm. like this happens. But it's, it, that it's a funny moment that hints a little bit towards something I know Steven is excited to revisit. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The Dean's getting ready for the press meeting as Spreck is just just letting him know that it's never going to happen. It's going to look terrible. It might They might as well be on a simulation of the moon because they're never going to make it. And the Dean... <laughs> As soon as he's about to tell off Spreck, the the bus comes triumphantly driving down the sidewalk to the area where the event is. It's a triumphant moment. It's very exciting. <laughs> Everyone's very happy. It almost narrowly hits a person, but it doesn't. We're all good. Yeah, she was real there. close to taking that guy out. Triumphant with the colonel well and beautifully on display. Fangirls run up in slow motion to the car <laughs> as the Greendale 7 exit. Greendale 6, I guess, because Abed's yeah. not there. One by one, they leave. <laughs> Pierce Mad comes out looking, just screaming, and his clothes all torn up and dirty, and he just runs off into nowhere. But everyone <laughs> else gets a triumphant exit as they're treated like heroes and dubbed the fabulous Greendale Greenstronauts. It's a funny moment that really does feel like the end of a space movie as we see these shots of each of them going off. I think, (laughs) you know what I just noticed that I think has to be subtext for movies like this. The black family that's out there cheering? Yes, as Troy came out of the vehicle, there's a black man and his son with his son on his shoulders. And it's like a moment from the movie where it's like, one day you can do this too. That's literally, yeah, super funny. And if that's on purpose, which I'm almost certain that it is, that's genius. That's awesome. Yeah. Abed's also very, he's in the crowd giving some we did it ones Troy's hugging random women as if they're like their wife that they've come back home to. It's very good. It's very funny. The Dean's making it about him. I picked this team. I picked this team. Dean Spreck approaches Annie and calls her Anne. Yeah, who the fuck is Anne? She, she's decided that she... This is where I thought the Dean Spreck did a bad job when mm-hmm. he delivers this line to Looks Anne. Looks like you're not City College material after all. Yeah, but Annie isn't worried about it. She's made peace with it. She's come back around on the study group in her school. She's proud to be at Greendale. And aren't we all? I sure am proud to be at Greendale. Never been more proud than this moment watching this fantastic group of heroes. Troy ends up giving an interview. He finishes giving an interview to a news reporter as he and Jeff embrace in that long hug. Uh, Jeff calling him captain, telling him he did a good job. It very much feels like the end of a space movie. What can you say? It just feels like the credits are going to start rolling at any second. (laughs) Jeff gives him a good report of what he thought of his captaining. Abed shows up with a cigar in his mouth celebrating (laughs) And Jeff lets Abed go inside to take a seat in the captain's chair, which is really nice of Jeff because I'm sure he's thinking, oh, it's nice of Jeff to think that Abed would be sad that he missed out on. And it's yeah. even nicer that Abed feels good about his positioning and doesn't think that anything inside would have been cooler than what he did that day, which mm-hmm. is a nice ending to Abed's story too. It is. 
But then it's good that he didn't go inside because then the thing literally explodes, which Abed thought was cooler. But but the Dean plants the asshole flag firmly, and they're still taking it as a win for Greendale. Even though it's burning down behind him, they got it there. They got their good press. And as we zoom in directly into the butthole, that ends this classic weird-as-hell episode of Community. Let's talk about the syntag. What did you think about it? Um, I thought it was funny. It's not my favorite one, but it's it's a funny one, and it's Troy and Abed doing you know silly stuff. I like that the bit about uh, being like I'm on your six, and then he's like I'm gonna evasive maneuvers, and Troy's like I'm on your six, and it's he's like, I like took no, I evaded you. you and then he's like, oh, I'm well then I'm on your twelve. That means like, I'm on your six. Good, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I like that there's uh, it's you know it's them floating around in cardboard spaceships. Mm-hmm. I like that there's like actual special effects behind them that's pretty cool yeah and i feel like they kind of nail a little bit what it feels like to play games when you're a kid oh absolutely you're just playing pretend you're like oh well actually this is what that means that i did and you're like okay <laughs> i'll yeah. adapt yeah exactly i like troy's red solo cup uh, yeah. ears. <laughs> it's pretty cool it's not exactly the funniest but it's certainly imaginative and it's always fun to see troy and Abba joke around and mm-hmm. it's a good in tag for this type of episode yeah, and it's totally believable that after this, Troy or Abed would want to make a movie like this with Troy, you know, immediately after their space adventure. He's like, oh, I can do that. And I like then at the end when it shows the title card, it doesn't say Spaceships, a Troy and Abed film. It says a Troy and, a Troy Abed, and Abed thing. thing. Yeah. That's what this podcast basically is. People right? Like, it's a thing. <laughs> I describe it to people. It's kind of a Zach and Steven thing. Exactly. And that wraps up this episode of Community and thus our community recapping for the year of 2020. What did you think about this episode now that we've gone all the way through it again? I think yeah. it holds up super well. I think it's a, a standout for sure. Definitely. I think it's one of – it's for sure my favorite episode this season so far um, and up there with my favorites from season one, you know, easily. So I, I, I'm excited to you know continue with this season, but as of right now, this is – the bar is set pretty high. I agree. This does set the bar pretty high. And it, it's comforting to know that this season smashes that bar out of the water oh, yeah. with future episodes. Let's talk about our MVPs. Who did you go with this week, Steven? Okay, so I... The first two times... Because, you know, we watched the episode three times before we right. record. The first two times, I had Abed as my MVP. Um, I thought that, you know, he was just great. So he's my honorable mention, but I switched after the final watch to Troy because okay. I think that he just was so great in this episode. Every single line he delivers, even the, you know, ones there as littles when Annie's like, we can't be in this trip. And he's like, then get out. You know, like everything he does was just so perfect this episode. And, and he's the captain. So, you know, he, he gets, he gets my MVP this week. I'm going to give mine. Well, first I'll mention some honorable mentions. I'll give honorable mm-hmm. mentions to, Sure, Abed. I think I want to give a big honorable mention to Pierce. I yeah. think a couple more things could have given him this episode. For but sure. I, oh, also honorable mention to Dean Pelton. The that Dean. was a really great mm-hmm. episode. But I, from episode, or from first watch, I knew I was going to give my MVP to Troy. He is the captain of the episode. He's got the funniest lines, and he's got that nice little captain thread throughout it that's just solid. Just Absolutely. Solid. Well, to wrap things up this week, before we leave for the year, I've been thinking so much about fast food throughout this episode that I've pulled up a list of the biggest fast food chains in America, and I real quickly want us to kind of make a – kind of like a tier. 
We're going to okay. assign each one to like a tier, a tier level. I got so you. So S being the highest and then mm -hmm. A through F like letter grades. Okay. Yeah. So first we'll open up just quick with McDonald's. What do you think of the classic McDonald's? Uh, I give McDonald's a solid A tier for me. I think I'd have to give it a B tier. It is really a solid, but their lack of variety is saddening sometimes. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll, we'll we'll call that a cumulative a, a B tier because it's low A for me. So it'll be upper B. Okay, but I could say I could see lower A just on iconic stature alone. Well, and for me, like if you get me two Big Macs with some barbecue sauce, I am yeah. a, and some McDonald's Coke or Sprite, mm -hmm. I am a happy. You camper. are right. There are times when McDonald's is just what I want, and it mm -hmm. really hits the spot when I want it. I recently had a McRib and a holiday pie, which. That's I an enjoy interesting it. combination choice, but I rock with it. Well, not at the same time. That was, the holiday pie was after my dessert yeah. afterwards. Oh, I just was going to slap them together and put it on from the golden there. arches to the golden crown, the Burger King. Where would you place the Burger King? I want to say that I think the quality of Burger King's burgers is significantly higher than most other fast food chains. I'll agree. But almost all of their sides <laughs> and other items, especially their whack-ass fries and onion rings, are trash. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to judge because when I think Burger King, I kind of think, oh, Burger King sucks. But their burgers are pretty good. I think Burger King's breakfast and their burgers are really tasty, but because of the weakness in fries and nuggets, um, I give them a B. But they're still B tier. Yeah, still B tier for me. I feel like it's borderline C, but what holds it up to B are the quality of its burgers and its affordability sometimes and the deals they have on their app for cheap food. That's going to give it a B. Next, we're going to talk about- You ever had about, that cheesecake? Uh, the like Sunday pie? Yeah. I think I have. It's good. I work for DoorDash for people that don't know about that about me. So I'm going to these restaurants all the time to take food to people. Mm-hmm. Next up is the on the big list of biggest fast food chains in America is Subway, is number mm. three. Now Subway, I will put Subway for me as a C tier. I like Subway, but I get the same thing every time. Subway compared to other subs is like C or D quality. Yeah, but it's Subway not good. can taste really good sometimes, and sometimes a foot long is a good amount of food that For really fills you up. And they've got some good stuff, but that's not quite the case. It's almost never five dollars anymore. It's usually like seven or eight bucks for a foot long. Their cookies are good, but they don't have much outside of the couple staples. So I would say C tier. Mm -hmm. Next up, let's talk about Wendy's. I really oh, like Wendy's. I'm a big Wendy's get, guy. The more I like Wendy's, I think like Burger King, their burgers are significantly better than the majority of other people's burgers. Yeah. I think their fries are underrated. I think their mm -hmm, fries are pretty good. Sea salt fries are good. All the different uh, special varieties of fries they have sometimes. Like right now, they've got the bacon pub fries with beer cheese. Those are really Ooh. good. I would put Wendy's in the A tier. I would put Wendy's in A as well. In fact... I would put Wendy's, I think, in the S tier. Wow. Because I just thought about how good their spicy chicken sandwiches are. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got Frosties. They've even got good salads. Well, they've got here's, good chili. Here's what I'll say keeps them out of S tier for me. Okay. I think Wendy's has the best, like, fast food, like, of the big guys, you know. Sure. Chicken sandwiches. They have great nuggets, great fries, great, like, lemonade. The Frosty is iconic. It's fantastic. Sure. But I'm not huge on their beef burgers. I think they're pretty thin for me. Sure. Uh, number four. Five, we'll go through like the 10 of these. Number five okay. is Taco Bell, which I'll just go ahead and say it. It defies all odds mm -hmm. and it should be bad, 
but it's mm-hmm. absolutely S tier. Oh, absolutely S tier without hesitation. Even though they're removing a bunch of stuff from the mm-hmm. Who cares? It's Yeah, who cares? Still Taco Bell. Now here's the thing, the older I get, the less often I crave Taco Bell. But there are nights when like it's a Taco Bell night and mm-hmm. the craving boxes being five dollars, often yep. coming with three items, a side and a drink, sometimes more, sometimes less but bigger stuff. It's so good. It's S tier. What's your favorite yeah. item at the Taco Bell that they still have readily available? Uh, they don't have the quesarito anymore, do they? You can order it online, but you can't order it in the store, at least okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Quesarito is, is my favorite what's thing. Up. Um, other than that, I've been really liking lately the, like, whatever Chalupa thing has been pretty prominently advertised there. It's pretty good. The toasted cheddar? Maybe. Yeah. I usually go for whatever the $5 box is, mm-hmm. and I'll try their new thing, get a taco, but a soft taco supreme instead exactly. of a taco. Thank you. That is how you do it. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know Taco Bell up. sauces. What sauce do you use? I really Diablo love Diablo fire. sauce. Diablo yeah. sauce is tasty. I think the rest of them are fine, but don't taste like much. Number mm. six on this list is the Colonel, the man of the hour themselves, KFC. I would probably say KFC is. I don't know. It's really dependable, mm. but it's not a go-to. But yeah. there's nothing really wrong with it, so I almost I want to give it low B tier. I it's C tier for me. I, I, think I could there see are other that. better I be okay chicken options, sure. but I can see why it would be B. Speaking of potentially better chicken options, next on the list is Chick Fil A. I would put Chick Fil A low C tier. And I know I would probably go C or B. I'm not crazy about Chick Fil A either. I know B- that's unpopular we've talked about this recently. I think their fries are really good. I mm-hmm. think their nuggets and sandwiches are good. They're fine, but. I am not always a chicken guy, and other places have chicken options that I like better. Yeah. So it's a C tier for me. And yeah, it's I expensive. Think I don't think it's worth the money the, either. It's way too expensive. I think their strengths in their fries and in their sauces. The dipping sauces are good. Mm-hmm. Next up on the list of fast food chains is my former employer, Starbucks. Okay. I'd give Star- Starbucks a solid B tier. Starbucks gets a B tier because of its coffee and drinks. The food is nothing to shake at, but it's... They every once in a while have a really good It's tasty, but but it's it's very expensive. Yeah. That uh, Reuben that they had for a while, or the pork belly sandwich, oh my god. Sure. Rounding up the top ten, we've got two more. Number nine is Dunkin'. Oh, I like Dunkin' Donuts quite a bit, and I like their breakfast sandwiches. I would give Dunkin' a high B tier. I would give it a mid B tier. I like its food... The same as Starbucks. They have more stuff, actually, and it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper. I don't like yeah. their coffee drinks as much as Starbucks, but they have some pretty good stuff there, too. Yeah, so I, I would, only ever get their cold. They're like ice. I normally get a ice black coffee. So for me, you know, as long as that's solid, I'm good. There's They make it a little sweet sometimes, but yeah. I, I want to close it out with the top ten. The last one that we've got is Pizza Hut, which is D tier for me. I give Pizza Hut a C tier because I am the least picky pizza eater in the world, but I like Pizza Hut's wings. I'm not that picky about pizza, and Pizza Hut is one of the ones that I just don't like. Their their crust is so cardboardy to me. Their their slab of breadstick is really off putting to me. That's I fair. do it, I do from time to time like the Pizza Hut buffet that they had at that one in our hometown. Mm. Um, like the apple mm-hmm. cinnamon dessert pizza they had, or like their wings are good. Yeah, or I like sometimes their wings. they'd have. 
Sometimes they have really weird pizzas, like hot dog crust pizza or like grilled cheese, like all kinds of types of crust. That's kind of interesting. But I think Pizza Hut is about the piss poorest of pizzas I've ever had. Yeah, I much prefer Little Caesars probably to Pizza Hut in general. So what? to close out this episode that's taken a food detour, what (laughs) fast food places – that was the top ten of in America. What surprises you that's not there or like – what in your heart should be in the top? I think five. Hardee's deserves to be there in terms I of disagree. quality. I disagree. C tier. See, I've got Hardee's as like a B plus A tier. C tier. They got good burger. It's kind of similar to the Burger King conundrum for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm surprised White Castle wasn't on there. I think White Castle is a dying brand, and it's only Breaks in certain areas areas of the country. I think it's a Midwest thing. White really? Castle. Really? Because White Castle is F tier, but like it's also A tier. So like I. No, White Castle is S tier, but it's also <laughs> we're the only people in the country who think. <laughs> yeah, Crystal, on the other hand, is F tier. Crystal. It's where people don't have White Castle; they have Crystal, and Lily. You know and what? I got them in uh, Florida, and they were. I really got gross. you. You know what? I will give some props to is okay. rallies slash checkers. It's very like low, B high C. High C probably for me. I I love I think that they are my favorite fast food fries. Their one fries of my are favorite delicious. fast food burgers. And they have decent shakes. And it's all pretty cheap if you know what you're doing. I agree. They they do have some good cheap stuff. I also have as a as a as an adult, as a man with refined taste, I tend mm-hmm. to like Arby's more than I liked it when I was a kid. Mm. See, it's Arby's ex- is, is F for me. I hate Arby's. It's B tier for me. I think you should I think they're. I think they have the best fast food fries, and I think they. I like the variety of sandwiches. I like Arby's. It See, is. I it's like, very expensive, and their shakes yeah. are unparalleled. Hmm. Maybe I'll give another shot. Arby's, Arby's to me was always shake? my very much least favorite. I thought that everything didn't have any flavor to it whatsoever. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. I thought that was kind of fun. I really want to <laughs> yeah. get some fried chicken. <laughs> I hope you guys had fun this week discussing. If you thought anything about any of that, why don't you send it our way? And we will be talking to you guys next week about Messianic Myths and Ancient Peoples. Send in your trivia and your MVP and your funniest moment to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Stephen, what else do you have to say to the people who spend their time with us chatting about fast food this week? Um, thank you so much for listening in. It's been, you know, not quite a whole it's calendar been... year of us doing this, but this is the end of the first calendar year in which we have existed on this plane so thank you to everybody who's been with us from the beginning who's just joining us uh, you're all special in your very own way i agree and steven you've got to be just about the most special of them all i'm glad to have you along this for this what ride my mom told week. me growing up it's been a lot of fun it was a great episode of community and i think it's time to wrap yeah what up. a way to close the year from inside the dreamatorium i'm zach i'm steven and chicken yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right whatever we'll see you guys next week let's play a song now bye guys chicken 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 that the song Next week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Did you see me on The Rookie with Nathan Fillion? (laughs) I can't say that I watched The Rookie. Uh... (laughs) 
That's a good joke. Steven, it's Joel McHale. Tell him, yes, you absolutely watch. <laughs> I mean, oh, every episode with you in it, especially, Joel. What's your favorite episode specifically and what I did in it, exactly <laughs> oh, what so I did? so it's the one, you know, where he's you were riding sarcastic, around in the right? car. I was sarcastic. Uh, and and then they pull up and he's like, hey, it's my first year on the job. I'm a rookie. All right, yeah, you what did can it. You yeah, that's it. Me? That's it. He, he nailed it. That's it. Well done, Steven. Thank you. Thank you. I like that.